morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Current events, local, world news, and trending. Welcome to the show this morning. This is the 18th of uh, September, here about 9.39 in the morning. And, uh, you know, where is the Premier of Ontario? Uh, where is he being lately? Um, apparently he's working, I guess. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, thank you for joining me. everybody here across Canada and this morning where you are or afternoon or evening good afternoon good evening I hope everybody out there um, you know hope you had a good week hope your week went well for you staying safe out there and that I had a really busy really busy week long hours so, you know, here we are coming to the end um, of the election here in Canada. And uh, Monday is election day. Now, my work schedule, very, very busy. You know, getting home later than I should be. And, uh, you know, I just basically said to work that. You know, Monday, you have to give me three hours in order to vote. Not two, not one, three hours. That gives me time to get back, drive back to London to where I reside, and go and vote. Now, I cannot be getting home 8 o'clock at night like I have been for the past four days. You know, I don't have, my hours at work are not set in stone. I start at seven o'clock in the morning and I can end at seven o'clock at night, eight o'clock at night, which has been happening. So this Monday is election day. So my work has to get me back in a reasonable amount of time in order to go vote. So, you know, I'm not a nine to five person. I don't work seven to three. I don't work eight to five. I don't punch the clock. You know, as a, as a, as a truck driver, you know, we can work 14 hour days, you know, and, and depending how, how busy we are, you know, you can work anywhere from 12 to 14 hours, Monday to Friday. So they have to give me three hours on Monday, three hour window to go Mark my X 
to whoever I'm going to vote for coming Monday. No nonsense, no BS. They have to give us that time in order to go vote. Now, September 30th is a a reconciliation day, a federal stat holiday. The province of Ontario, where I reside, is not going to be a stat holiday. Federal regulated businesses, such as the trucking industry, is is ran under federal. So what the company is going to do, um, who I work for, um, whether we're going to get that day off or not, that's remained to be seen. I haven't seen any memos. I haven't seen any emails, anything that from the owner of the company, whether we're going to have that day off or not. We'll just have to wait and see. And that's, you know, today's what, the 18th. So I don't know, maybe another, what, 12 days or something like that. So we'll see if any memos come comes across the board and, you know, whether or not uh, we're going to have the 38, 30th off. And that, that reconciliation day um, is about um, the indigenous people of Canada. And, you know, it was, you know, really about, you know, the residential schools. And I've talked about that um, on my podcast before and what our residential schools and, and what took place there how they were treated and how are they being treated today? You know, the indigenous people um, of Canada. Now, lately, you know, with everything going on, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Wednesday coming is the first of the um, COVID passports to be able to um, dine in restaurants, um, going to the gym, going to movie theaters, um, going to um, sporting events, and um, as concerts um, get up and going, you're going to have to prove that you're vaccinated that you're fully vaccinated and you get that form um, when you get uh, when you get your second your second dose of whatever vaccine that you got you even get it sent to you via your email in a PDF file which I have on my phone and I'm you know I got to go out today and, and get some ink for my printer and I'm going to print off a paper copy just to have it because, you know, sometimes I have the tendency of just deleting things on my phone and I don't want to accidentally, you know, delete the proof that I'm fully vaccinated. And even with the pushback uh, of certain groups, you know, the anti-vaxxers out there, um, too bad, you know, um, 
when it, when it comes to these vaccine passports and, you know, when the government, you know, gets the, the QR code, um, up and running, um, that also will be sent to us, sent to our emails. Um, and that will also show that you are fully vaccinated and you just scan it when you're going into the restaurant or gym or movie theater, a live sporting event. Um, and even before the government uh, here in Ontario um, announced that they're going to have the, the uh, COVID passport, vaccine passport, um, sporting events and, and even, you know, some businesses and things like that took it upon themselves. You know, to, you know, you're going to come and dine in my restaurant or whatever the case may be and show that you're fully vaccinated. Now, of course, there's exemptions to people who, um, for uh, medical reasons, uh, why they can't get vaccinated and they will have to have their doctor or a physician or somebody in the medical field will have to exempt them. Now, while back I was reading this article and doctors um, were already, you know, complaining um, to the uh, Ontario Medical Association that people were actually coming into their offices looking for exemptions when they don't have any medical conditions that would exempt them from having a vaccine. Now, doctors aren't just going to write you a note. You know, they're not going to put on the piece of paper, oh, to whom this may concern, little Johnny is exempt from getting the vaccine, signed the doctor. It's not how it works. The doctor's going to have to fill out a medical form. He's going to have to fill out an exemption form. And they're not free. The doctor's not going to do it for free. So, and even when it comes to, um, even when it comes to air travel across the country, if you're, you know, or, or, or a train, you know, whatever the case may be, um, you have to pro, uh, provide that um, you're fully vaccinated. So these vaccine passports, um, you know, the premier talked about this before, you know, a few months ago saying, oh, you know, I really don't want to, you know, have a vaccine passport. You know, I really don't want to have a, a uh, split society. You know, we have here in Ontario, it's roughly like something like 70, 77, 78% of all Ontarians are fully vaccinated. And the vaccine rate went up. You know, once the government, you know, they changed their mind and said, no, you know, we are going to have this, this, this vaccine passport. I mean, it started with Quebec. 
you know, than uh, British Columbia. Now, Alberta, Manitoba, here in Ontario, this vaccine passport, you know, is coming and, you know, September the 22nd is when it begins. They're talking about the QR code coming out in October. Some have argued, you know, why is why isn't the QR code coming out at the same time? You know, for September 22nd to prove that you're fully vaccinated. Well, the government says, well, we're working on our, our QR code and in the software. And I mentioned this before, there, there's a, a business here in Ontario that has created the QR code. It has the software and was offering it to the provincial government for free. Why wouldn't you take something for free? How much this is going to cost the taxpayers? I don't know. The federal government says they're going to pay for it. But somehow, taxpayers are going to pay for it. With the vaccine passport rollout. Now... When they were talking about, you know, um, mentioning, um, you know, the news media is mentioning, you know, where's the premier of Ontario? You know, he hasn't been around and stuff like that. Well, I think they're even still on their, their summer holidays, but he's not at home, you know, soaking up the sun in his backyard. He's working behind the lines, getting things going for this vaccine passport. He's still, you know, um, out there, you know, supporting everybody in in small business, the non-essential businesses and, and things like that. Because, you know, you know, we do not, want to go backwards. Yes, we are in a fourth wave. In the midst of the fourth wave, in the midst of, of a federal election that the Prime Minister of Canada said he would not call an election in the midst of the pandemic. And lo and behold, you know, here we are in the midst of a federal election. Out in Alberta, They are really having a go uh, with this fourth wave, you know, see, because they, they lifted their restrictions. Even lifting the mask mandate. And now they're reaching out to other provinces and even including in Ontario for help that potentially patients could be transferred from Alberta to Ontario and to other provinces that are stepping up in order to help. 
their medical doctor of Alberta. You know, she's been out on, on national, you know, television, you know, apologizing and taking blame, you know, lifting the restrictions to where life goes back to normal. And now they're finding themselves in a whole lot of trouble where their, their hospitals, you know, are just their, their, their medical, everything that is on a brink of a disaster. We've seen what happens when we lift restrictions too soon. We see what happens if you lift, lift all the restrictions. We've been in and out of closures here across the province of Ontario. And for lengthy times, we're not just talking a couple weeks, we're talking months. Our schools were closed indefinitely back in the middle of April. And only to start back up this September. And they're already reporting COVID cases in our schools. In the public school system, the Catholic school system. Already reporting cases. Teachers um, in the Toronto um, education system, they had new mandates and, and everything for teachers to be um, vaccinated. Um, if not, then they will, they're subject to the rapid testing twice a week and so on and so forth. Whether it was expected for this to happen with COVID cases in the schools already, and they're only two weeks in. My opinion was before school went back into class, that it should have been mandated that all teachers to be vaccinated. Even the even the, the, the teachers unions who said the government hasn't gone far enough. Nobody wants our schools closed down again. It's not good for the children of their learning their mental health. This should be an exciting time for kids, you know, to get back into the classroom, to see their teachers, to see their friends. And we shouldn't have to worry about any outbreaks in the school system. You know, um, well, here, you know, here it is, you know, 
you know, you say good luck, uh, good luck talking to those, those teachers, you know, um, they, they, you know, they have to, uh, they're subject to, to, like I said, to the rapid testing twice a week and that. So, and they're given a timeline right now as well. Uh, the, uh, the Toronto district school board, um, for teachers, um, to prove their, uh, prove that they're vaccinated and the majority of them are, you know, just, you know, people are just slowly trickling in to roll up their sleeves. It's not like you have to make an appointment and you have to wait for the appointment. You don't have to wait. You can get it at the pharmacy. You can get it at the clinics. We have enough vaccines, not just here in the province of Ontario, but in all of Canada to vaccinate everyone who is eligible for the vaccine to vaccinate them twice and still have a bunch left over. And then you have these anti-vaxxers who are protesting outside of hospitals, harassing the employees of those hospitals, doctors and nurses, even patients going in. At one time, they were even blocking the entrances and exits for the emergency vehicles. That is just absolutely ridiculous. I don't know if they got the memo, but it's not the hospitals or the doctors and nurses who mandates these rules. It's the government. Nobody should have to face that, endure that, going to work in the very people, the very people that have been on the front lines from day one, working in our hospitals, trying to save lives. And yet these morons go and protest in front of hospitals. You're, I mean, you're disturbing patients who are already, already in there, people who are recovering from heart surgery, people who are recovering from stroke, people who are in pollen of care, children who are in hospital, and you're out there chanting and yelling and all this BS and harassing I've just never seen so many ignorant people in my life. You protest the government. You go down to the parliament buildings in Toronto and protest in front of Doug Ford's office. Your municipality government offices you protest in front of, not hospitals. And like I said, the very people that have sacrificed everything 
in order to save lives and you go and harass them. And it's just absolutely ridiculous. It's ignorant and shame on them. Because I don't know what anti-vaxxers are looking for. I mean, if they're looking for empathy, not going to get it from me. You're not going to get it from the millions of other Canadians in this country who are fully vaccinated and moving forward. Not going to give you any empathy. And when these vaccine passports roll out starting September 22nd, and you anti-vaxxers are standing on the outside looking in with your face pressed up against the glass and licking the glass, boo frickety who? You get no empathy from me. You know, when I look through the articles and I see these protesters and, and they're holding up, up these signs and one side reads, I know more than the scientists do. Well, hell, man. I mean, if you know more than the scientists do, then you should be able to come up with a cure, not just a vaccine. You absolutely know shit. You actually know jack shit and jack just left. My body, my choice, so be it. Do you want empathy if you get COVID? Not gonna get it from me. And then you protest out in front of these hospitals, like I say, but then you get COVID and you have to go to the hospital. Because you need help. But you're one of those anti-vaxxers out there who are on those protesting lines, harassing. the very people who are trying to help. And then you end up in the hospital. How about not use my, my health care? You don't want to get vaccinated. So be it. Stay home. Don't go to the hospital. Don't use my health. You put yourself at risk. You put others at risk. 
your loved ones at risk at risk. Here across Ontario, you know, our rates keep fluctuating back and forth. It goes up to 800, goes up to 900, drops back down to 700. It's back and forth, back and forth. It's not old people who are in hospitals with COVID, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about kids. We're talking about teenagers. We're talking about young adults. We're talking about healthy people. who are ending up in the hospital than who are ending up in the ICUs, than who are ending up on ventilators. And it's the unvaccinated. There are people out there who's got underlying conditions. Like I said, when it comes to medical, of why you can't get vaccinated. But for the majority of the people out there, you know, I'm just, you know, talking the anti-vaxxers, young and healthy. Are ending up in the hospitals. And it's causing delays for other people who need that ICU. Heart surgery. They don't just wheel you from the from the operating room and put you in your room. You go from the operating room to the intensive care unit after heart surgery. These are very people that need it. Absolutely ridiculous. You know, it's pretty sad, though, too. Like, you know, I mean,
eventually just be like, did we just lift all restrictions? I don't know. They never, ever mentioned about a stage four of reopening. But we're going to remain in stage three uh, throughout the rest of the summer. Like, oh, by the way, you know, this is, you know, the officially last weekend of summertime. Monday begins fall. Tuesday, the first full day of fall. So we're going to be in stage three throughout throughout the fall, the winter, back into the springtime again. And hopefully by the time springtime comes around, that we have maybe little to, to none cases of COVID. Like I said, here in the province of Ontario, we're like, you know, 77, you know, 78% fully vaccinated. You know, the government over the time, you know, I guess, you know, we learn from, we learn from our lessons. We, we, we learn from our mistakes. So the top health official here in Ontario and the premier of Ontario, you know, is not going to really push, you know, and say, okay, you know, you don't have to wear your mask anymore. You don't have to do this you go about your merry way. Just like nothing happened. No, they don't want to do that yet. We can do a bunch of things, of course, being in stage three. We can, right now, you can dine in a restaurant. You don't have to show that proof that you're fully vaccinated. You can go to the gym. You can go to movie theaters. You can go to concerts. You can go to sporting events. All these things. But of course, with restrictions, still have to wear a mask when you're in inside public buildings, restaurants, bars, movie theaters. Things are capped at a capacity. This is why the Ontario government, you know, saying that we are not going to move out of stage three. They want to hit that 90%. That 90% fully vaccinated is what they want to hit. We're not that far off. We're really not. So these anti-vaxxers out there, you can push back all you want. The government is going forward. People who are fully vaccinated like myself are moving forward. In our everyday daily lives. And what we're going to be able to do. Coming Wednesday, September the 22nd, like I said, you're going to have to prove that you're fully vaccinated. 
in order to, like I said, to get into gyms, to get into restaurants, to get into bars, to get into movie theaters, concerts, sporting events. Whether it's in paper form or whether it's in a PDF form on your phone, you're going to have to show proof. And along with that proof, you're going to have to show your identification that it is actually you. For instance, your driver's license. If you don't have a driver's license, another government-issued document, like your birth certificate, you'll have to show. That's going to take a little bit of time for people to get used to it. But that's the way it's going to be for a while. For how long? I don't know. For as long as it takes, I guess. Maybe throughout the, whole, the entire fall, winter into next spring. That you'll have to show proof that you're vaccinated. For as long as it takes. Yeah, we all have had enough. We're all fed up. We all have COVID fatigue. We all have been through a lot. Financially, mentally, it's taken its toll on so many people. And the hard hit sectors of these non-essential businesses Businesses where people, not only when they, you know, were, were locked out, you know, from not being able to go to work because of the shutdowns, you know, people have moved on. People don't want to work in that food industry anymore because it's not right now. You know, we don't know what's going to happen. They want to get an essential work. They want a paycheck. Yes, the federal government has stepped up with, with, with financial help for, for all Canadians who needed it throughout this pandemic. You know, it extended the payments of the uh, uh, Canadian Emergency Recovery Benefit, extended EI for those who need it. But even right now, you know, in the food serving industry, restaurants and bars, those like that, they're crying for workers. They want people to come back to work. And people are hesitant to go to work. Because they're afraid to what might happen. They're afraid that, you know, we may go back into to lockdowns and stay at home orders. But with these vaccine passports and everybody going out there and doing the right thing and rolling up your sleeves. I don't see moving backwards happening. I see moving forward happening. Those who choose to be left behind. That's your prerogative. That's your business. But coming Wednesday. 
You're going to find out how serious the government is. It's not punishment. The doctors, the nurses, the government, almost like that throughout this whole pandemic, trying to save lives. Unappreciated job for sure. I wouldn't want their job. And then, these, like I said, these anti-vaxxers, they have the nerve to protest in front of hospitals. Our doctors and nurses have endured quite a bit. Sacrifices that they have made through this pandemic and into this fourth wave. We don't want to, we don't want to continue, you know, into, you know, potentially a fifth wave. We want to nip this fourth wave right in the ass is what we want to do. Certain people out there just don't want to get in line. Certain people out there just don't want to step up. You will be left behind. Or you'll go and roll up your sleeve. Unless you have a medical reason why you can't. And my friends, you'll have to get that from your doctor. Our premier, like I said, you know, he's, you know, if he's not in, in the office, you know, he's, he's out there still working. Doing what he's supposed to be doing. I mean, if they're still on their summer break, they're still on their summer break. So be it. I don't know. Governments seem to get longer vacations than, than the average person. But he's still working. And the sooner that we all start working together, the sooner we can get out of this mess. So keep trying, you anti-vaxxers. You keep trying to push back. It is going to do you no good. Plain and simple. You choose not to get vaccinated. That's your problem. Don't make it my problem. Don't make it everybody else's problem. It's your problem. I want to thank you for coming out and joining me this morning, ladies and gentlemen, here on the Truckers Podcast. Thank you for taking the time out of your, your, your morning, your afternoon or evening, wherever you are from around the world to come out here on to the Truckers Podcast. I appreciate that. I appreciate you. Looks like it's going to be another really nice weekend here across Southern Ontario, Canada. 
So get out there and enjoy the outdoors or do what you have to do, but be safe and take care. Tell your loved ones that you love them and give them a hug. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug from London, Ontario, Canada. Thank you.